Hello and welcome to Dit On, the podcast brought to you by the Royal Naval Association. I'm your host, Jenna Brody, and for today's episode, we are celebrating International Women's Day. My guest today is Jane Lancaster, who was one of the first Wrens to serve at sea in the Royal Navy. Welcome to the podcast, Jane. Hi. Thanks for coming on today. I've been so excited about this episode um, to speak to obviously one of the first Wrens that ever went to sea in the Royal Navy. And what are one of the kind of first questions I had have for you is what made you want to join the Royal Navy in the first place? Um, I don't ever remember not wanting to join up. Um, I remember as a child telling my grandpa that I was going to join the Navy and I was going to go to sea. And obviously at the time I went, well, ladies don't go to sea. You can join the Navy, but you'll never go to sea. And I said, oh, I will, I'll go to sea. And so I don't remember not wanting to join the Navy. It's all, always what I wanted to do. Yeah, and it was, you were 18 when you joined. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I joined October eighty nine. Wow! And what branch did you join as? Um, I joined as a rent steward. Um, I wanted to join as a dental hygienist, um, but from at the I, I tried to join the year before in eighty eight, and I got through to the interview and I failed my interview, um, and they told me to try again a year later. So I tried again a year later. Um, got through um, but they said that they'd no positions for dental hygienists but if I wanted to join as a rent steward I could basically go straight away mm. um, so that's what I did. So a similar was... similar story what happened to me yeah if you come in now you <laughs> can do this job. <laughs> yeah 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 so that's I, I was more it was more the thought of being in the rains than what job I did mm. um, so yeah I joined so I basically did go that was in the August and I joined um the 30th of October oh wow so that's really yeah. quick then yeah two mm-hmm. months yeah 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 getting the overnight train from uh, Glasgow Central yeah getting the overnight sleeper arriving in Plymouth um on the Monday morning oh wow and how did you feel when you when you first went to Raleigh um well I was I was young so it was like excitement um you know what was to happen um I was a bit worried about the the fitness side of things um because I wasn't I wasn't the fittest and I did fail the fitness test because we when we joined up you did it sort of the second week and then you to do it on your final well the fifth week before you're passing out on the sixth um so that that was the side of it that concerned me was the fitness side of it um but I did pass it yeah. Um, because I, I was determined. Like I did, I failed the, the run by something like 15 seconds on the second week. And on the fifth week, I was the second run back in. Oh, I'd wow. knocked I'd knocked knocked my time down from I think it was 13.15 down to 10.58. Oh wow. Deter- I was determined. That's amazing. And did, in training, were you were you together with the guys or were you taught separately? No, separate, separate. We were in um, Dauntless Block, um, which was at the side um, of opposite where the, the lads' blocks were in Trafgalley and that we were just to the side of them. So we did it and we trained independently. We, yeah. we, there was no mixed training at all. And how many wrens were in, in your intake then, in your squadron? Um, 
to begin with, there was 30. Wow. To begin with, there was 30. Um, and then I think there was about six PVR um, in the first four weeks. And then my best friend that I'd made um, on the final week was, was backclassed due to a medical illness. Um, and she passed out the week after me. Um, but she was she she passed out. I passed out on the eighth of December, and she passed out on the fifteenth. So luckily, then when we came back after Christmas leave, we did our part three training together. Oh, that's good. That's good. And that was back. And that was at Rally. Your steward training. Yeah, yeah. Steward training was at Rally at the time. All SNS training was at Rally at that time. And was that mixed, or was that all? Were you? No, separate? that that was mixed. That okay. was mixed. And there was there was ten of us in that class, um, evenly split, five friends, um, five matlaws. Oh wow! And had at this point, had you already been asked or volunteered to go to see? Had that come into the um, equation? We sort of knew it was in the pipeline. It was sort of in the news um, at the time, and yet it was in the part three training. Um, we all got asked if we wanted to go to see. Um, and to fill in a draft chip mm. um, so I did I no, didn't even need to think about it um, we just handed the draft chip filled it in signed it and gave it back to my PO and had, um, had your friend so that, signed up as well or was it just you yeah oh, I yeah both of were, you. out of out of the five of us there was only me and my friend um, signed up there was um and then we did um we'd do a first aid course which I did up at Resyth we'd do a seamanship course at Raleigh um and a firefighting course um which was um Raleigh and Whale Island mm -hmm. and did that you have was, to do any sea survival or was it just firefighting yeah we did we did yeah. the sea survival at, at the same week as seamanship oh, okay. um, we did the sea survival and if I remember rightly, that was at Quail Island. And how many oh, women were on the on that? Um, on my on the seamanship course, I think there was again about thirty of us, if I remember right. I have got a photograph somewhere, but if I, there was about thirty of us. And they were all was. planning to go to sea, or yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd all we were all volunteers. Oh wow, we were. Um, but my firefighting course, it was different. Um, that I was, it was mixed. Um, we did it with some of the lads, um, and my first aid course as well. It was either it was a mixed course as well. It wasn't just seagoing rain volunteers. It wasn't. Ah, oh, awesome. So then, when you finished your training, where did you go? Um, after my part three training, I was um, sent to. Um, drafted to St Vincent, HMS St Vincent at First House in London, um, which I cried about endlessly. I was 18 and the thought of going to London absolutely petrified me. I phoned my mum and I said, I can't go to London, I can't go to London, there's no way. Um, but I had to, um, and now I love London, it's yeah. one of my favourite places. Um, so I joined there in February um and through sort of from the february to the october was when i started getting you know my courses to go to see 
Um, but I don't remember exactly when it was that I got my draft order to join the Brilliant. Um, but when we got it, we, I was told um, it was, um, I can't remember, it wasn't my chief that gave me it, it was a Ren officer that gave me it. Um, and um, she gave me, she said, you will be one of the first um, the Brilliant is going to be the, the first ship to take Wrens and you are going to be one of them. Um, so then, yep, I joined the Brilliant um, on the, well, we didn't act, we joined on the Sunday night. Mm. It was a bit of a, a media, we joined on the Sunday night, nobody know. And then on the Monday morning, first thing, sort of in were number ones and kit bags, um, put on a bus, taken up to Drake. And then when all the media was there, taken back down to the ship as if we were just joining the ship for the first time whereas actually we joined it on um the Sunday night and I've actually I found a letter um that I wrote to my mum um on the Tuesday night and I've just put just a quick letter in between duties on Sunday when we joined I unpacked my stuff we had a meeting to tell us what was happening on the Monday um, on the Monday we got up at six, went to Drake. When we came back, we had to pretend that that was so just joining. The newspapers and TV were there. Um, left Plymouth about nine in the morning um, to sail to Portland. Um, we had a fire drill um, on at Portland when we arrived at Portland. I'm part of the fire party, um, so I had to get all the apparatus on. Um, hope this finds you well, love your daughter. So that was one of the first letters I sent to my mum from the Brilliant. Amazing. So on that, so what happened on that Sunday night then? Did you travel straight from London or did you have to go anywhere first to get to the ship? No, no, travelled um, straight from London. Um, and one of my friends at London, um, she was um, engaged to a PO stoker that was based down, um, I can't remember what ship he was on, but he was based down in Guz. And he came and met me at the station, got in a taxi with me, took me down to the dockyard. Because um, obviously I had no idea where I was going and I'm yeah. ever so grateful for him. Um, took me down to the ship. But then when I got on board, because again, I didn't know who was going to be. I didn't know who the, sh- the wrens were going to be. Um, but when I got into the mess, there was three of the wrens that I'd been on um, seamanship course with. And there was actually one of the girls that I'd been at St Vincent with that I was I knew, um, but she was a wren arrow. Um, so I sort of knew her. But it took minutes, really, for us to... Um, sort of gel mm. it did um we went I think we went we went ashore that night for an hour or a couple hours um but it did um to, to gel and say we then sailed straight to Portland and I can't remember if it was Boston cost but I just remember us going to Portland mm. um and me being to say part of the fire team mm. um and then after that we sailed to London um, and alongside HMS Belfast um, and then after that back down to Gus went on Christmas leave um, sadly I had an accident while on Christmas leave ended up in hospital um, and the girls um, and, and we knew we were going down the Gulf before we went on Christmas leave um, and 
sadly the girl sailed. Um, I was in hospital. I was absolutely heartbroken. Um, I remember, God, I remember the night um, the Gulf War broke out. You're right, can um, we just stop? Please. Um, so that night on the news, the Gulf War had broke out and I just felt so, so guilty um, that my friends, that I know we'd only been a short time together, but that my friends were going down the Gulf to a war zone. Um, but there was nothing I could do about it. Um, once I recovered, um, got out of hospital and recovered, my family actually lived a few miles away from HMS Gannett. Um, so I was sent there um, for a month until I was fully fit, till I was past fit to go back to sea. Um, and as soon as I was fit to go back to sea, I joined the Vince, um, and I couldn't believe it when I got my train tickets to where I was joining the Vince. Um, and it was back at Portland. <laughs> it was, and I just thought, I just, this can't be real. I've just did six weeks at Portland, surely cannot be going back there. Um, but I did, and I've, I've got another letter that I wrote to my mum. And we were obviously at Portland sometime. I don't obviously only been on a few days and I've just put just finished working it's 2am at the moment we're on defence watches working eight on eight off so getting up sometimes at midnight to go to work then sometimes I'm going to bed at four in the afternoon so I've all lost lost all track of time and often forgetting what day it is so that was just stuff that was re when I joined and I, I, I loved it but and I must still feel a bit well, I know I felt sad about leaving the brilliant, but I put, um, can't remember if I've told you on the phone, but the Invince is going down the Far East next year, uh, hopefully. Um, I think we're going Singapore, Hong Kong, um, Dubai. Um, so everything has eventually worked out okay. I'm so glad. Oh. So at least a, a decent trip yeah some cracking runs are sure there <laughs> yeah it was it was yeah oh that's so amazing yeah. so just going back to the uh the brilliant for a second Jane so the night you joined I mean how you describe um how you all bonded so quickly I mean I think that's so lovely and I can that definitely resonates for me when I've joined friends messes in the past and you went ashore for a few hours. Um, what was it like, the atmosphere on board? Though? Were, were people coming and knocking on the mess, welcoming you, you know, making sure you had everything you needed? What was the reaction from the guys? Um, some of them spoke. I think they'd actually been sort of, well, I don't know. The feeling I got was they'd sort of been warned that they'd to be polite to us, they'd to be. Um, and you got the odd sly comment, um, but you we didn't well as I say I could be looking at rose tinted glasses because it's so many years ago um but not nothing horrendous um it was just I remember I was going um up to the dinner hall that night um and it, it, I don't remember it being awkward mm. I just remember it feeling like it was a new draft and I think because there was 14 of us 
we were in it together. Mm. It was like just going on a, on a new draft with a group of instead of being on your own. Yeah. Um, which maybe made it a bit easier. Um, I don't know, but it wasn't too bad. But years years later, um, my husband um, he um, joined a ship, and I mean, quite a few years later, and there was um, a PO stoker on there, and he got to know Richard, and then um, we, we bumped into him somewhere, and he said to me, "Would you?" one of the first friends to go to see and I said yeah I was a joint oh he said you don't know if you remember me and he said his name and I said oh I do I do you were same fire team as me and he said yeah I was and then the next day at work he said to Richard your last could hold her own and uh, so that you know I mean years later when it was probably about 10 12 years later um made me feel you know I obviously come across okay and he obviously you know especially Stoker's branch for the Killick Stoker to say that I was made my day oh yeah that's amazing oh that's so lovely so then you sailed to Portland so you were on the fire team what other kind of whole ship responsibilities did you and the other wrens have fire team um first aiders um one of the legion wren writers um she was I think she was in comms. We were all different things. We were, um, but I think there was six of us in, fi- in different fire teams, if I remember rightly. As I say, it was that long ago. Mm. Um, but um, it was, yeah, there was one when she didn't last long. She did leave at Portland. Oh, she right. did. She decided that it wasn't for her, that she'd made a mistake and she went back shore-based. And did you have that opportunity then? Did they say you've got X? No, after, no, no, after they took her off, they were like, don't think the resties can do it because it's it's just not happening. But none of the resties did want to do it. Yeah. Um, We were all quite happy. We were all, well, happy. We were all, you know, we were getting on with it. Up for it. And how long, I know you left because you were poorly, but how long was your draft supposed to be? Two, two, two years. years yeah two years yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think that's yeah. about standard uh, um so that's when I joined in Vince yeah um yeah when I joined in Vince March later um it was for a two-year draft and what was the difference it was so the, the girls had joined um well obviously on the brilliant there was one mess of friends on the Vince there was four um and a lot more varied jobs um on the on the events um we had um well not very I suppose like there was on the brilliant there was I me and another steward there was a Ren essay a Kelligren essay um Kelligren writer um Ren writer um couple arrows couple RPs um I think that was it on brilliant but then when we joined um when I joined the events and obviously they joined in the November um just after we joined the brilliant in October and there was we the, in our mess there was Ren Stewards and the Ren Wathus I don't know why we'd been put in with the Wathus but we were put in with the Wathus and then there was the SNS mess so there was the writers the essays Ren Chefs 
Um, then there was the RP mess, and then there was the Arrows mess. There was on the Vince, so I think on there all together. Um, I think there was about 64, 65 of oh, wow. us. Um, maybe a few more. And then obviously we had um, the squadron girls joined us when we were at sea. Um, and the squadrons joined. We had four, yeah, four Ren Wafus that were squadron Wafus um, that joined us. That normally before would have stayed at um, air stations. You know, when the lads had come, they'd normally, you know, still stayed at their stations, but it allowed them, going to sea allowed them then to go with the squadrons when they came to sea. Amazing. And what was life like on Invince compared to, obviously, apart from the size, um, the brilliant? Um, it was it was different. Um, obviously, like, my job was different because, like, on the brilliant, you only had um, four stewards and a PO, and that was that. Um, but on the Invince, I wouldn't like to say how many stewards there was. There was a lot of us. Um, I think there was three POs and then when the squadrons came on board they had a PO each and then there was the chief and the warrant officer um, so it was my job was different um, there were, on the events there was a lot more mess dinners cocktail parties um, what have you um, but it, it was just it was definitely a much bigger ship so you didn't know all the ships company but on the brilliant by the end of the three months, you you recognise most of the ship's company, and um, but on the events, there's that many that you, you know you, you didn't know everybody. Hmm. You didn't to the point that when I met my husband, we we didn't know each other. We met in a bar in America, but we'd never come across each other on the ship. That's crazy, isn't it? We had no, yeah, yeah. So where Completely. did you deploy to um on the events? You told us um, a few stops. So on, on the events to begin with, we went to, after Portland, we went to America and we went into Norfolk and Virginia. And then we went to Barbados um, and we came back. So that was in 91, yeah, 91. Um, and then we come back to Portsmouth. Um, and after that, we did a made trip I couldn't tell you exactly where we went there. Um, I, I couldn't. I know we went to Sicily. We went to Gibraltar, um, Egypt. Um, so we'd, uh, it was a three-month med tour. And then we came back, um, had Christmas leave, um, went back to Portland. Um, and then in the May, we sailed um, and we, did, we went to Norway first. We did a, a stint up in Norway because that's where I spent my 21st birthday, um, was at sea, um, just off the coast of Norway. Um, and did then, you celebrate? Um, in the May, we sailed. Um, yeah, I've just got a, um, I've got a letter somewhere that I wrote to, oh, yeah, a couple of days after my birthday, I'd written this to my mum. First chance I've been able to write since my birthday. I had a great time today. Tonight, the only thing that was wrong was I wasn't with my family. Thanks for the box of goodies. She'd sent a huge box down um, to the ship before we'd sailed. Um, 
and there was all sorts in it. There was all my favourites in it. Um, there was videos of soaps and for us to watch the mess. Um, and I just um, said to that I would I would speak to her when we got back alongside. So it was it was um, it was different celebrating, but the girls in the mess just tried their best to make it you know special. Um, and uh, you know just banners balloons they'd got one of the chefs to make a cake so yeah it was it was and it's a memory isn't it something different not everybody gets to spend the 21st birthday um on an aircraft carrier no very true very <laughs> true so after Norway where did you sail to then did you say uh, we came back to um Portsmouth and in May we sailed on the Far East trip um absolutely brilliant we, we were away till November absolutely amazing um say Hong Kong Singapore Penang um yeah I've got a few the postcards that I sent um home because I said my mum's kept absolutely everything um she did so we've got Greece um and Piraeus um yeah we just we had a fab, fab time on that trip. What was the best run ashore? Um, I don't know. Uh, Singapore, mm. I think, to be honest. Uh, we, me and my husband went back. We took our youngest son um, back there a couple of years ago because it was, I think, it was my, my favourite place. But also um, it gave me, my mum and I flew my mum and dad out to Singapore um so it, it gave them a chance to you know do something different do something that they would never ever have dreamt ever doing before um so they came out and I took some leave um while we were in Singapore um and they came and joined us for 10 days we actually went to Singapore twice we went for a week and then I think we went to Hong Kong and then a month later went back to Singapore and that's when my mum and dad joined us and did you give them a tour of the ship uh, yeah, yeah, but, but no, not no, no. That's why I didn't. Not in Singapore. They they joined because they'd come down to watch the set ship sail in the May in Portsmouth, and that's when I brought them on board. Um, because sadly, I was I was duty steward the day before we sailed, um, so I was on stuck on board. So my mum and dad came on the ship and sort of gave them a quick tour and showed them down the mess and what have you, and then we sailed the following day. And what did they think of the yeah. the ship in the mess deck? Um, I think my dad, for some reason, was a bit more taken aback than my mum. You know, there was 17 of them in such a small space. Um, but, yeah, I think my parents were just like, it is what it is. They were that kind of people. You know, this, this is what she's doing. This is where she is. You know, she's getting on with it. That's all that. And she's happy, which is the most important yeah, thing. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Then Vince, I would say, was probably, because I ended up staying a bit longer than my two years. Um, I did just, I think it was just short of two and a half, best two and a half years of my life on that ship. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. I've got lifelong friends. Um, I organised a reunion a few years ago um, at that any in Nottingham. Um, where Lynn and Tom really look after us 
the brilliant when we go. Um, and it's continued since. And but sadly, obviously, we've not been able to have one um, this year. Um, but yeah, um, lifelong friends on there. Um, the Kelly the mess that was on there, obviously, she'd she'd been in a lot longer than the majority of us. And she's one of my best mates to this day. Yeah. And what about the girls from the she Brilliant? Um, we did, I started off for 25th anniversary. I sort of tried to find as many of them as I could. I was sort of on, like, Facebook's been amazing, right? tracking people down and whatever, you know. I was sort of through Facebook in touch with a couple, um, but we managed to track down nearly everybody. I think it was 12 out of 14 I managed to find and started off um, the ball rolling, we organising a reunion. Um, one of the other um, girls who, um, she actually became an officer. Um, she helped me out. She organised, got in touch with Drake. And we had um, basically a mess dinner um, and the senior rates mess at Drake. It was brilliant. We'd met up on the Friday night down the hall and had a few drinks. And then on the Saturday night with the official reunion at the senior rates mess. Oh, it was just a really good night. Because one of the girls had even come from Australia, she had she'd come and it was just it was a brilliant night. It was so maybe um, when it's her thirtieth anniversary. Well, no, it's past. It Need to be her thirty fifth anniversary. Um, maybe try again and do a reunion. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, so- like obviously, I'm I'm not as close to them as I am to the girls on the bins. Because it really, in hindsight, I only spent 14, 15 weeks with those girls. But again, it was like we'd, we'd never, the years drifted away when we got back together. Yeah. It was. I find that, especially when I see people that I've served with and I haven't seen for a while, as soon as you start talking, it's like you only saw them yesterday, isn't it? I don't yeah. know what it is about yeah. the, the bonds that you have with people that you've lived in a mess deck with or served with. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So after Invince, so you said you said just shy of two and a half years on the Invince. Where did you go after that? Um, I got drafted to um, Norway with the Marines when they went on their winter tour. Um, so I was there with them for, again, it's long, it was either six or eight weeks. I went mm. up to Norway. Um, and then when I came back from there, um, went to Drake. Um, and I was, I can't remember time scales, but from there, um, the, one of the range stewards that was on the Brilliant had um, become ill and they asked um, me if I fancied rejoining. So I rejoined there for, I think it was about three months um, until she was fit to return. And then I went back to Drake and I, I left from Drake. What was it like going back on board? Um, completely not different because the job and everything was still the same but because um, they were used to Wren's being on board and because I, I'd been a seagoing Wren now for a couple of years my confidence was better my confidence was stronger um, so yeah it was just yeah it, it, it was like going home almost because that's where I'd started my seagoing life um but um 
small ships and it made me realise if I was going to go back to sea it would have needed to have been on an aircraft carrier because it, the three months was just enough really <laughs> um yeah 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 it wasn't I'd, I'd realised then I wasn't small ships that needed to be an aircraft carrier I think it's because the amount of people like because there's only four um well, there's two two stewards and two killicks on the brilliant. Whereas on the events, it was such a bigger group of us. Um, because like you had Captain Stewart, you had the bar stewards, you had um wardroom, um, you know what I mean? So it was just a bigger I don't I don't do even now I don't do my own company. I don't I think it's living for years with so many people but I don't do my own company I don't I prefer to be surrounded by people loads of people yeah I I can relate to that so you said and then you went back to Drake and then you and then you left yeah yeah um I had um bad knees and at the time I was what was it p7r and um I put in my papers to request to get married um, and the one of the chiefs um, at Drake said um, if you're getting married why don't you think about the medical discharge route um, so that's what I did I went down that route and uh, left because I think I don't know I don't think it, because it was still sort of new although it was like a few years down the line, it was still sort of new of what they were going to do with friends that were seagoing, when they got married, when they had babies, um, they, they were marrying somebody that was in the forces, not just the Navy, what were they going to do with them? Um, what are they going to send both, you know, were you both having to go to go to sea at the same time so they wouldn't cook? So I think this chief was like, maybe the easiest option for Eugene is to, to go to the medical, and that's what I did. I don't, I wish now I'd maybe did, but then I say you can't have regrets in life because if you had regrets, the things, the good things that have happened since wouldn't have happened. Mm. I wouldn't have the three kids I have now um, if I'd stayed in. Um, I wouldn't. Um, so it, it was what it was. And your husband um, stayed stayed in? Yeah, he stayed in. And what, what was it yeah. like when he would, for you, if he would go on deployment or go you know, go away for a few weeks, were you, were you envious or obviously you understood what it was like for him? How did you feel when he used to go away? Um, well, it wasn't, I think the, the first time, uh, lonely, I was lonely. Um, I was in Plymouth with um, a married quarter in St. Budo and to begin with I was lonely. Um, then he went on TIFF's course um, to Sultan so we'd moved through to Gosport, um, which changed because then I had friends through in Gosport. There was loads of people I knew. Um, I was pregnant by this time. Um, we had my son um, when we lived um, in Rauner. Um, so, yeah, um, it was, as I say, it was on TIFF's course, so he was at home quite a bit. Um, and then a year later, I had my daughter um, and I sadly lost my mum. Um, so we moved up to Leeds at that point um, a few months after losing my mum because I wanted my kids to be because that's where my husband's from I wanted my kids to have family around them um, so we moved up here he stayed in the Navy um, he was on the Gloucester I 
believe at the time um and he went to sea for a few months I think it was about four months he went away my, my little girl was only about 18 months at the time and my son is two and a half when he came back from um the trip as I say, it was only about four months but when he came back my daughter wouldn't go near him didn't know who he was to begin with um and I think for Richard that was the final straw Hmm. Um, he was. He decided enough was enough. You know, he couldn't believe that his little girl didn't know who he was. Um, and he left, having done just short of twenty-two. Oh wow, that must have dead. been so um, hard. Yeah, yeah. So, but he walked as a, um, you know, as a, an electrician. He basically walked straight into a job in Seve Street, and he's been there ever since. Um, and that's twenty years later. Yeah, well, that's still in the same job. Yeah. And what did you do when you left? Obviously, after you raised your children, did you go back to work? Um, to begin with, because Richard was still in the navy, I didn't work. Um, to begin with, um, and then I started childminding. Um, and then a family member said to me, um, why didn't I look at doing night shifts at the hospitals at HCA? Um, that she would look after one night a week and she would have my kids for me um, for me to do that, something different. So that's what I did. Um, Elizabeth was two at the time and I basically did healthcare work on and off since, but it's always been um, a job to fit around my kids. Um, as short-lived as, it, well, was short-lived, like um, five and a bit years in the Navy, that was my career. That was when I left, I decided to have a family um, and my family. So I've always just did jobs around. Like my youngest still, he's only 15. Um, and still until it's just been jobs that fitted around them and mm. were family life. That makes sense. What do you miss most about being in the Navy? I know it's a long time ago now, but is there um, any- yeah, my friends. Yeah. As my, my, my Navy friends, as I say, I keep in touch with a lot of them. Um, but yeah, that's the thing that I miss the most. And always having somebody there, like life on board, or even when you were shore based, there was always somebody there, somebody that was like wanting to go ashore, somebody that was wanting to, you know, watch a video with, you know, there was always somebody there. Whereas, like, um, I think it was most when the kids were little um, and I'd be on my own. Was, um, I think that is the main thing that I mo- miss most. And the understanding of each other. Um, I don't know what it is about people that have been in the, the well, forces, Navy especially. It's just that togetherness, knowing each other. So see, even when we get together now, when we go join, go to that in Nottingham, it's you've wiped away 30 years within seconds you've wiped away 30 years um you have and it's just it's that that miss Hmm. as I don't know if we'd stay if we'd stayed down south would I still have that because there's more um I don't know but uh, that's the thing that I miss the most yeah and how how do you think it it might have changed that well it has changed the navy of having women going to sea um, look, I, I do know what one of um, the girls, um, she's still in and she says it's completely changed. She said it is time for her to leave now. 
Um, she said the whole, the Navy's just completely different. Um, Jess, so I, I don't know. I don't know, would I have, if I decided not to family would have stayed in? Would, I, I don't think I could have did because she said it's just a completely different Navy than yeah. what we were in. Yeah, I bet, yeah. I mean, even in the short time that I was in, I was in 12 and a half years. From when I joined to when I left, it was different. But it's constantly evolving, isn't it? And like when yeah. you mentioned about, you know, the, the chief, they didn't really know what to do when women were going to have families and get married and their partners would be serving. There's so many policies and procedures in place now. So it's constantly learning and evolving and being able to support yeah. people much, much better, which is a good thing. Yeah, look, I know, like, one of the girls, um, she's she's got four children. Um, she's she's left now, but she did 25 years. Um, and her and her husband did it between them. One would be at sea, one would be at home. And, and they did it between them. So there's things. And it's how, how quickly policies changed, how quickly, um, like, at the end of 92, one of my friends left pregnant and she was told she had to leave. Um, but then six months later in 93, another friend had a baby and she was allowed to stay. Mm. Yeah, because her, her husband was a civvy, but she was allowed to stay. Um, but it just, in that short space of six months, I think things just changed because as it was said, as I said earlier, it was all still new. They didn't know what to do with us. That side of things I don't think had been looked into, you know, when they decided, yeah, women will go to sea they hadn't looked at you know that side of things mm. yeah and luckily now they 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 have which is great and they support women a lot more for being at yeah sea. yeah and, and now we have female submariners as well which is even better and one of my very good friends is actually a uh po female submariner absolutely yes yeah even I, I i would have given that a go would you i would have oh yeah yeah yeah, given the opportunity, I'd I'd have given that a go. Oh, I would no. have, I'm I'm all I'm always up for a new challenge, for something new, doing something different. Yeah, me too. But I think it's the <laughs> it's the I had toyed with the idea once or twice as well. But being at sea on a ship, I think just knowing that you can go outside and get some fresh air and have that out you know you can see the rest of the world. Even yeah. though some days you wouldn't leave your you know, you wouldn't go outside or leave your office. But yeah. just knowing that it was there was always reassuring. But yeah, I think you probably definitely would have been one of the first females of Baroness <laughs> had you still been yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing. And then just the, just one more question for you, Jane, before I let you go. What's your favourite memory of your time in the Navy? Um, I don't know if I've just got one. I don't Um. I don't know, my, my most proudest is uh, be like what everybody says um, at Rally on that parade ground. Um, when you look up and you can, all those hundreds of people up at the top and you can still spot your family. Yeah. yeah I think that's, um, that, that's probably my most proudest. Um, I don't, I don't know. Just... I enjoyed, as I say, my life on the events was, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, I did. I don't think I could pick out any time, but I'd say at rally, 
on that parade ground was probably my most proudest. Yeah, I can relate to that. Well, Jane, thank you so much for your time today. This has been amazing. Oh, thank to you. Hear, to hear your thank story. You. And um, thank you for just being so honest as well and so open. Like, it's been really special. So thank you. No, thank you. Take care and I hope to meet you one day okay. when we're allowed. Okay. <laughs>